Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations. Today we have with us Donovan Tan. He's the founder and CEO of Loop Asia. He's also a career coach with Workforce Singapore. He's with us to talk about utilizing user experience, UX, principles to boost career growth. But before we jump into the topic, let's welcome Donovan to the show. Donovan, how are you today? Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Would you like to start by introducing yourself to the listeners, please? Right. Um, hi, guys. My name is Donovan Tan, and I'm the CEO and founder of uh, Loop Asia, also known as the Lab of Usability and People Experience. Um, we've been doing UX for the last 13, 14 years already. Um, it's my life. I love it. I'm a trained designer, so um, I don't use color pencils, but what I do is I use Figma, I use Adobe Suite, and all these things. Uh, my job is to, these days, uh, try to create, for example, business collaterals, you know, um, it could be websites, it could be name cards, branding, but sometimes communication strategies, right? And also maybe product and service deliveries. Um, these are a little bit more interesting and I'll be happy to share later on. But of course, today I'll be very happy to speak about UX growth because one of the main things I've heard from, especially some of my mentees and my friends that um, they don't know how to boost their career. So I said, hey, Maybe instead of using UX for our work, can we use uh, and look at our career as a product itself? Because if we are continuously improving a product, can we continuously improve our career like one? Right. So Donovan, let's start this off then. And we're talking for every, all the listeners, we're talking about user experience, but uh, Donovan and I will refer to it as UX today in the call. So what is it all about then? What, what is it about, especially in regards to career growth? So what's interesting is that when people think of UX, they think of the word UI UX, right? Which is which means user interface and user experience, right? So in this case, I'd like to think we go back into form and function, right? UI is the form. What does it look like? Is it pretty? Is it aesthetic? UX is the feel, right? The tone and feel of something. So imagine having something look so pretty, so beautiful, right? And imagine it's like a date. You meet the person, person looks fantastic, and the personality is terrible. In this case, the personality is what we're talking about in UX, where we are looking at understanding user needs. Why is the person doing this? Is it really solving a problem? Are you just creating that solution simply because of KPIs? Or are you doing it because, hey, I think it can truly solve an innate root problem that we have today. So that is what UX is. Right. And then if we're talking about then, how can we incorporate the UX principles into the work to sort of set us up for career growth and to look more professional? Any tips around that? Okay. Uh, I mean, even I'm trying to explore it right now, but uh, these are some of the things that I've been uh, looking at the last few years, right? So there are a couple of UX principles, but uh, I think it's looking at empathetic and user-centric thinking, which I'll talk about a little bit more later. Um, also, uh, I think one of the main things that UX has is this, this is what I like to call it, it's called interdisciplinary thinking. So you're not looking at things from only one perspective, right? You have to see it from different points of view. Could it be design, psychology, business, maybe even from different stakeholders' perspectives? Very important. And finally, one of the main things that we have for UX is continuous, continuous learning. So UX talks about continuous learning and iteration. So we're chasing failure again and again and again. And it sounds interesting because we're all like, wait, 
why do I have to chase failure? But it's interesting because failure actually brings us more to, towards success. So, uh, yeah, that, that's what I have. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, it's so important perhaps uh, today for executives to enhance, you know, the career and, and the advancement and the achievements. We live in a very competitive world and the market is quite shaky at the moment. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more? How, how then can the... Uh, by utilizing these uh, UX principles, boost uh, profile and so on to make them look better? Okay, um, let's think. So I think first thing, right, is um, and a big thing in UX is when we talk about empathy, right? So we have this model called EDIPT, right? The E stands for empathy. Now, what is empathy for? Now, we always think, oh, I understand what the person has, what's the person needing, but I don't think it's just about that. It's also understanding the motivations of the people. So for example, imagine I have career growth. I go up to my, for example, my superior, my boss, my clients, and I say to them, this is what I think I can do for you. But they don't want it. What's the point, right? So that's the thing. Sometimes we always do this thing where we think we, are, we have already had the solution. But I like to think about, can we approach it like a doctor would? Now, it's interesting, okay? Uh, let me give an example. When you go to a doctor, and you say you're not feeling well. He doesn't immediately give you antibiotics or give you solutions, right? You'll be like, okay, I'm going to move away. Imagine you come in, doctor, I'm sick. Great, I have this medicine just for you. You haven't even asked him what he wants. You don't even know what's wrong with him. Empathy comes in, not just about making sure you understand the person, but you understand every single detail and problem. It will take a while to context build, but it works. Secondly, we have user-centric design, right? You focus on creating solutions that provide real value for users. Now, in this case, it also depends on their needs and feedback, right? One of the main things that I'm super worried about is most of the time, the solutions that we have are not straightforward. They're not. They're very complicated, not straightforward. So even in UX principles such as us, we actually talk about this thing called law of pregnancy, right? It basically means simplicity. Can we do that in our communication? When we explain to people, it doesn't have to be you know, difficult words and all these things. Sometimes going straight to the point, it helps. But of course, with a bit of empathy, a bit of kindness and compassion, right? You can't just be extremely authentic and because of that, you piss off the wrong people. Finally, we have usability, right? Whatever we're creating, it has to be valuable, very easy and intuitive to use. Now, I'll give you a very good example. One of the main things that I have, and some of my colleagues come to me and they say, Donovan, we have a problem. And I'm like, okay, great. What solution do you have? Oh, no, no, I don't have a solution. I just, I just have a problem. I'm telling you I have a problem. Please solve it for me. And I'm like, no, there, there should be multiple solutions or something that you have thought of, right? And they say, oh, no, I, I have 15 solutions and that's why I can't make a decision. Um, yeah, because decision paralysis, right? In UX, we actually call this Hicks Law. It's a real thing. It's a real principle, right? Hicks Law basically states that the time it takes for the user to make decision increases with the number and complexity of choices. Because of that, we try to bring it down to two or three choices at any, any point of time. Now, how does this apply for career growth? I mean, many ways, right? When you want to create solutions, you go up to your superior, your client, and you tell them, hey, here are three solutions that I think are the best, right? But let me understand your problem first. And after that, let me show you these two or three solutions. Now, it doesn't work. Never mind. User-centric design. Please tell me your feedback. What am I missing? Can I figure something out a little bit more? Now, it sounds very common sense. But here's the thing. UX is very common sense. But common sense is not as common as you think. So that's the thing that I hope we're reminding our listeners today. You know, um, I'm, just, I'm just trying to spread the goodwill. <laughs>
Yeah, and, and thanks for that, Donovan. And maybe you can share some practical steps or strategies then for incorporating these UX principles in one's daily work, for example, to then foster this career growth uh, and, and, and professional goals, which we're talking about today. Mm, okay. Um, I guess I have to keep going back to empathy, right? Because um, just very recently, I was actually reading uh, different um, papers, right? And one of the things that got me thinking is they said, the smartest person in the room is usually the kindest. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. What, what does that mean, right? I think these days we are always packed to efficiency and we are packed to KPIs, we are packed to ROIs and all these buzzwords. I think we are forgetting to understand the needs and goals and challenges of different people. So even when I'm working as a team, as a leader myself, uh, sometimes I have to admit, I do forget about what my team needs and requires sometimes because I'm always chasing that, you know, that golden goose, right? I think starting with empathy really helps in the sense that maybe in career growth, especially when you're talking about managerial position, you have to start thinking about people's needs and wants, right? Maybe not even just needs, just wants too. And because of that active listening, all these things come together in play, right? I don't have to remind everyone, but this is what it is. Um, involving users are also a very big thing, right? I think one of the main things that I'm also very worried about, especially when I'm doing my work, is feedback loop. Why is this feedback loop? It is being this echo chamber, right? Where again and again, I hear the same things from the same people. Maybe sometimes, worst case scenario, I get yes men. Best case scenario, I get people who don't believe in something and just they're just saying for the sake of saying it, right? To, to just get past the moment. I think we have to start involving users and really asking them, hey, what do you really think about it? Because what is the most scary thing is having an entire team that does not believe in the work they are, they are doing. And later on, it's, maybe it's not even three or six months down the road, maybe two years down the road, you realize that it has strayed so far away from original purpose. The last one that I would love to share with our, our listeners is um, embracing iteration. I think one of the main things, and even I myself uh, fear sometimes, is failure, right? But funny enough, as UX designers, we chase failure repeatedly and as fast as we can. Um, I think one of the main things is we are very worried about taking that detour, going to a different route, or going to, for example, a different job, a different career prospect. But I think what we forget is that maybe it brings us a little bit more self-fulfillment, a bit more happiness. Maybe it allows us to do better work along the way. Because, and I, I don't know whether it is the best place to say, but career is important, but it's not the most important thing in the world. Yeah. Ah, right? think... yeah. I'm trying to understand that myself too. <laughs> yes. And, and and thank you so much, Donovan, for coming on the show today to open the topic here on indeed utilizing user experience, UX, and any final remarks you want to leave the listeners with today? Keep learning. Um, yeah, there's so much to learn all over the world, right? So yeah, make a commitment to continuous learning. I think that's all we have. Uh, thank you very much, guys. That's great. And if anyone of the listeners want to contact you, Donovan, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Um, yeah, you can reach out to me at uh, LinkedIn. Um, my name is Donovan Tan, and you can probably find my smiling face over there. So that's it. Thank you for listening to EDN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. To listen to more episodes, please visit our website on edmpnetwork.com slash podcast. Thank you.